Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of Selena's Underground Podcast. I'm sitting here on a rainy Sunday in the studio drinking mimosas. And drinking mimosas because the guests asked for it. And whatever <laughs> our guests asked for, we 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 do it. And um, our guest today is Grace Jackson with... I still don't believe that's your name, and because that's one of the greatest <laughs> fucking names ever. I don't know. What a I don't, great yeah, name. I don't know. What a great name. It's just a name. It's yeah. it's an awesome name. <laughs> My <laughs> well, name is Osvaldo you. Lucero. Uh, yeah. Not terrible, no. you know? Grace Jackson. I'm like, fuck, I hope Grace Jackson <laughs> saves me. Like, when you're, like, tied up and you're about to get killed by the terrorists, you're just like, <laughs> oh, Grace Jackson, come on. You're just waiting for you to come. Well, I mean, I appreciate all the praise, but unfortunately, I didn't get to pick it. So it is what it is. But anyway, welcome to the show. Thank you. We've been trying to schedule this for a while now, and we finally, on the worst Sunday ever, (laughs) weather-wise. That's all right. At least we're indoors, right? Yeah, you can't even tell. Yeah. It's kind of cool, but then, No. Cause uh, you'll we'll be here. We're recording. I, we have a clock now, so we can kind of know where we are in the world. Uh huh. But you'll come in nice and sunny, or at least the sun is up. Mm. And then you go, you step out those doors, and then you see pitch black outside, and you're like, "What? Yeah, what happened? You're like in your own little box in here. No windows. Yeah. No, no window. light of day. Yeah, yeah. No. So it is cool when it's rainy and crazy because yeah. you're like insulated from all that. But then you're also insulated from all that, which is terrible when you go outside and you're like, oh, what the? these bright, we have white LEDs in yeah. here. They're very yeah. bright. Bring them down a bit. There you go. Set the mood. You got the mimosas, you got the lighting. <laughs> this is a straight party. <laughs> now nah, we've, we used to record in a bar, so I guess. Mm. I get we've this is us maturing. Yes. This no, is it is. Maturing. It's very professional. It used to be double jacks and a bunch of other beer, but I bet that got me- real messy real quick. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It was kind of yeah. annoying sometimes. That's all right. It's all right. But anyway, we're here to talk about wrestling, man. Wrestling. Wrestling. We're talking wrestling because you are a fucking wrestler, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, shit. yeah. I guess that's the thing. I am a, a professional wrestler. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. I got like a character of glow in front of me right now. It's the <laughs> shit. No, I don't know about all that. It's still weird for me to say, honestly. I I tend to stumble over. Yeah, I do. You know, kind of professional wrestling. It's it's an odd thing to walk up and say I'm a pro wrestler, but you know. But it's one of those cool things that you also can get up. You know, to say no. Very rarely can people say that. Right. Right. And like, oh, I'm an accountant. Cool. Boring. Yeah. I'm tired. You're a pro wrestler. Holy shit! I have (laughs) questions. You know. Yes. There's always questions. They're fun, though. It's fun. And well, how the hell did that come about? How did you get into that? Once upon a time, there was a little girl. No, seriously, I've I've, um, I've actually watched wrestling my whole life. Um, my grandparents uh, pretty much raised me and at one point or another, all my cousins. So all my family pretty much knows wrestling. Odds and ends here and there. Um, but I remember I would have to get through Saturday morning wrestling before I could watch cartoons. Oh. And um, yeah, my grandparents watched all the wrestling. So they watched oh, shit. WWF when it was WWF. Um, WCW, they watched the Luchas on, you know, channel 16 yeah. in Spanish, you know. Um, they watched everything. So I've just always had it in my brain. And um, 
as far as at this point, this it's it's been like 20 years in the making um, where I'm at now. I, you know, when I went through phases, like as a teenager, where I was like, wrestling is stupid, but yeah. you know, I still kind of followed along and I'm like, I don't yeah. watch friends, but you know, kind of secretly, you know, clicked back and forth just once in a while. But, um, the attitude era was definitely a WWE was definitely my favorite. Being so, a teenage boy during the attitude era was amazing. I bet. Being a straight teen, actually even being a gay yeah, one. Yeah. Even being a gay dude, you're like, yeah, dude, uh, Val Venus all day, baby. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And that's, you know, that's the culture that, you know, brought us uh, a gold dust even, you know, coming up through there and cool stuff like that. Really like outlandish character type stuff. And that was great. That was that was my favorite. Um, But it also brought in a lot of the women into play. Yeah. Sexualized. Yes. Objectified. Yes. But, you know, it kind of shined the spotlight a little bit more uh, toward the female talent um, to, you know, build what it is today. Um, you know, had to start, start somewhere. It, yeah. It, I mean, cause I, like I said, growing up being a teenager, mm. I was a fucking idiot. I enjoyed, yeah, hey. I enjoyed the, the, the skimpy, yeah. the fuck, but then you see like, Bra and panty matches. Oh yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I was yeah. going to bring up like, then I see that now and I like cringe yeah. and I'm like, Oh yeah. Those were fucking people, dude. Like those yeah. were fucking people. Yeah. And for two hours a night, they were just objects. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess all the talent at some point, you know, because they they all had their own characters. But it just, yeah, it's weird. It but is. now you see it nowadays to these. Well, it's still, I still it bugs me a bit that they call them divas. I Div- think that's that's past. They they oh, really? they don't really do that so much anymore. Um, they're still, and I think it was because of that stigma, you know, yeah. where the men were superstars and the women were divas. I I, I think yeah, that they they've kind of come around to understand that that's you know still objectifying. Um, so you but know. now a lot of the matches are really normal. Mm-hmm. They have their own normal storylines right, now. Like, right. oh, she fucking bleached my hair. Or yeah, something, you yeah. Know? Some it crazy, was it's yeah. regular regular stuff. And they're still, I like that they're, they're still very feminine. You know, they still keep their femininity and and they're, they're still famous as pretty women. Sounds weird. Um, But yeah, but you see the matches now and it's not like, who's the first one to get stripped down to their bra and panties. It's like, fuck no. This is a wrestling match. Yeah. I mean, granted, they still, you don't see any of the men, you know, in makeup and hair and, you know, wrestling with false eyelashes on but you know you're right though it it is a a, an aesthetic people want to see those attractive people and and yeah they're gonna gussy them all up and still make them like hot sexy little things they're just hot sexy little things that can wrestle now yeah so hey um but yeah i kind of actually ride that line a little bit because i enjoy so much um a part of wrestling is the storytelling and i like being that and I actually I play you know the bad guy the heel I tend to um I tend to gravitate toward that um so I really like being that you know naughty little you know strumpet that 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 little bad girl that's like I'm small I'm you know I'm kind of cute but I'll (laughs) you up you know what I'm saying like (laughs) we're on the internet that's fine oh okay I'm just I'm trying to be appropriate Um, but no, um, wrestling, uh, brought me to, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, so you enjoyed it growing up watching mm-hmm. it. Yeah. 
but you at, at growing up and you're watching it, you were never involved in it actually yourself. No, no, not until um, probably what my first year of college. Um, I still watched wrestling when I went away to college because I think it gave me a sense of um, a sense of home. So uh, yeah. I wasn't so homesick, you know, when I first left to college, even though I only went to college in San Jose. I was I was uh, always did you go to San Jose State, San Jose State. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, what were you studying? <laughs> Liberal studies. I know that's not even really a thing. off conservatives or what? <laughs> no, what <is> it? <laughs> it, it was actually supposed to be for um, a grade school teaching. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I just didn't really, I'm still kind of floating around. Did that's, you complete it? Yeah, I mean, well, I have my uh, uh, associates. Okay. But, you know, teaching just really wasn't my... It wasn't for me. What I actually did, the kids I know, shit. right? Like <laughs> I said, turn in your homework. Now, um, what I did, I went to my uh, counselor or whatever, guidance counselor or whatever they are. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how about you just take the credits that I've already earned and you tell me what I'm majoring in. So that's how that came about. <laughs> Didn't really choose it. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. You got to find this counselor and be like, hey, you picked wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you picked wrong. <laughs> Fuck my life up. Yeah. First Way of to go. all. Yeah. Way to go. None yeah. of this is on me. All on you. It's all, you know, it's all experiences. <laughs> and I, I can't be mad about that. But no, I I, I did watch wrestling um, throughout college. And um, we actually, instead of going to frat parties, um, we would get together on Thursday nights in, you know, one of our dorm rooms and have SmackDown parties. Um, so Fucking that's nerd, how. Yeah. Yeah. So I never went to frat parties. We just, uh, you know, someone would steal a bottle of something from their parents' house and bring it to the SmackDown party. And yeah. we'd drink some shitty liquor, you know, like a whole bottle of Bailey's or something stupid like that. Go to the Jack in the Box across the street <laughs> yeah. and see where all the kids ended up. Yeah. And, you know, play wrestling in the parking lot. No. Um, but it was actually one summer that I was home from college and it was, what was that? probably about 2001 and it was really cool. I don't know if I, I'm, of course I'm dating myself, but it was really cool to hang out at coffee shops. And that was the thing. Um, so I was hanging out at the coffee shop like every day this summer that I was home from college and I met, well, I met this boy. Um, and I, I you know, we were talking for a minute, but, uh, we started talking a lot about wrestling and he's like, wow, you like wrestling. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So that was kind of how we, you know, our little connection. Um, and he's like, so I have some friends, you know, we really like wrestling. We follow wrestling and this, that, and the other. I'm like, right on. Yeah, that's cool. He's like, I kind of want you to meet him. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right. Hey, he wants me to meet his friend, yeah. you know? And I'm like, all right, cool. You're like hearing wedding bells and I shit. know. No, no, no. <laughs> um, that's another one. Thankfully, that one didn't work out because he was a dork. You were um, married? Was that? You were married? No, no, no. Oh, I just okay. mean like I didn't continue oh, to okay. date him. But the reason he actually wanted me to meet his friends is because, as I came to find out, he and his friends um, did a little backyard wrestling. Yes. And so, yes. I, I mean, a backyard wrestling. Like, we had milk crates and a mattress. Was This wasn't on far north side right by santa rita by no i was actually this was in hollister actually. oh okay, yeah okay. i know what you're talking yeah. about though i remember that there yeah. was a, a wrestling ring set up in somebody's front yeah. yard that like dude, i think is still a pro wrestler now or his brother or something oh okay it's i gotta so yeah i gotta look into that but i remember i know exactly what you're talking okay, about yeah. no um this was um at our buddy's house in uh ridgemark in hollister and 
they actually did like their own, you know, trainings, so to speak, um, on a mattress, yeah. on an old mattress. That's the shit. And then, uh, so what, um, so I met, you know, this group of, group of guys, um, wrestling geeks, just like me. Yeah. Um, and they said, so they ran shows, shows, shows yeah. every Saturday night. And the neighbors would come, like people would actually come. Shit. Seriously, yeah. I love this. So we had a start time. We had a dressing room. We had like what? announcers. Ah, the, we oh had intro music all in the backyard. Holy shit. And so they told me, they're like, um, yeah, we're looking to add, you know, a female character to our storylines. And I'm like, that is fucking cool. <laughs> I want to do this. So started hanging out with them and uh, went to a couple of their shows. It's so funny to call it shows. Um, <laughs> no, dude, it is. And we it all is. have to, you know, people Start in bands. Yeah. yeah, people in bands, comedy. Like I was saying, we started recording. Before yeah. we started, we started with Guitar Hero mics on the dining room table. Yes. Like you have to start. Yeah. So um, shit. Yes. Yeah. So they wanted a, um, a commissioner's wife. Because they had a commissioner, obviously. Ah, you know? This is amazing. And uh, they I needed love, a commissioner's they were so wife. Well and, prepared. <laughs> it's just funny. Um, so I was like, yes, I will be your commissioner's wife. And uh, so we started, you know, integrating me into these storylines. And and they were they were good storylines. Um, you know, at the level of and possibly, dare I say, even better writing than WWE. <laughs> Yeah. But I, you know, I would, um, I was introduced as the commissioner's wife who was a heel. And, um, and then eventually as the storyline went down the line, um, I, he and I broke off and we had, you know, different champions mm -hmm. and it would be, you know, he was, he didn't actually have a first name, the commissioner. He was Mr. Mig, the character. Okay. Um, the, the guy's name is Miguel. <laughs> and they called him Mig. Yeah. So he was Mr. Mig. That's his character. Yeah. And so therefore, I didn't have a first name when uh, I came on the scene. So I was just Mrs. Mig, right? Yeah. And then as the storyline progressed to show the evolution of my character, of Mrs. Mig, and kind of the emancipation from just being the wife, I earned a name. And so <laughs> it had to be generic because his name was Mr. Yeah. So I became Missy. <laughs> so like, and and actually, that is still my character name to really? this day. I am Missy Carlisle. Um, but back in the backyard days, I was Missy Mig, and um, yeah, yeah. So we it, it just kind of went from there. And one day, a guy that knew a guy that knew a guy showed up and we dude we even had pay-per-views like we would have special like Wait, what yeah like once a month we would have like b a big show we would lead <laughs> everything up to what? um our pay-per-view yeah. and Holy um shit that's a and we would you know do I'm bigger lights away. and bigger um setups so we yeah. would have like 20 milk crates instead of our usual debt you know yeah. so we would like build stuff and we'd bring out the ladders and like the whole thing and our buddy had a pool in the backyard <laughs> so you knew on pay-per-view night someone was going swimming yeah. um you know to kind of up the ante a little bit um yeah and so one one night uh for one of our pay-per-views a guy that knew a guy that knew a guy showed up and he was like you know, you guys are like really good. And and again, it's so embarrassing to like reference that because we were the drizzle shits back then. Yeah. Like it was embarrassing. We've seen old tape of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And it's just like, wow. Um, but yeah, he's like, you know, you guys kind of really put on a great show. I know a guy that uh, owns a wrestling company. And, um, you know, maybe I can put you guys in touch with him and see if you guys can, you know, start training and start working with him. And that guy, Vince McMahon. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, not quite. Not quite at that level. But, you know, he's he's our own local Vince, so yeah. to speak. Uh, Kirk White of Big Time Wrestling uh, is who I currently work for. And that was the man in question. And he, um, you know, this, this local guy put us in touch with him. And uh, we got... A tryout match. And again, yeah. it was awful. <laughs> but God, it was like the biggest moment of our, you know, little wrestling lives. And we were just like stars in our eyes. And, you know, we were in the locker room with the boys, which was actually not even a locker room. It was um, the behind the curtain of the auditorium of a middle school. <laughs> but um, that was the locker room and we were in it. Yeah. Um, so we went from the backyard to a real wrestling ring and it was a uh, six man tag and I was a valet. And um, I, I'm sh I I always assume everybody knows what that means, but no, that's I have no idea. Well, a person manager. That parks your car. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I use it so often because that's the term um, that I forget. Other people don't realize. So uh, I was a manager. And again, I was a bad guy. I was always a bad guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, so, I, so I mean, nice in real life. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's debatable if you talk to a right? couple of ex-boyfriends, yeah. but you know. Um, <laughs> well, that's why they're exes. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how all that sort of grew. And you've been doing it ever since? Well, so did you get in at no, that time? Um, so we did start training and we trained and worked for a couple of years. Um, we, we, they started to call us the Hollister boys, um, myself included, yeah. um, because there started out, I think it was like, you know, six of us and we started training and uh, we were train um, up north in Fremont. And then we actually at one point had the head trainer come down to Hollister uh, where we had a ring. We had this tiny little warehouse and he would come down and train us an extra day. And so they started calling us the Hollister boys um, because we were, you know, everybody else is located up in the Bay for the most part, you know? Oh, okay, and, yeah. um, and so we were, you're like, can we be the Hollister crew? Yeah. Like, no. Not all of us are boys in here. <laughs> well, can we be thing. the Hollister team? Yeah. No, that's the thing about mm -hmm. wrestling. I mean, you know, obviously, yeah, you know, there's women and, you know, um, but in wrestling, you're a worker. You know, it doesn't, and, and that's what we have to, when we're in training, uh, you know, some of these new kids are afraid to work with me and, um, and you know, I get it. I get it. Um, I, I am small, you know, I'm short, I'm small and I'm a girl, mm -hmm. you know, of course they're afraid to, I would be, yeah. yeah. Um, but we have to constantly remind them when you're in this ring, you're a worker, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl or, you know, five feet tall or six feet tall, yeah. you know, you're a worker and uh, you're a wrestler. When you're in this ring, you're a wrestler. So, you know, the whole like guy, girl, like Hollister boys, I didn't, it yeah. never really bugged me. It almost felt like I'm one of the boys, you know? Yeah. So I well, kind of. I'm a feminist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fighting this battle for you, weak women. That, that's cool. That's <laughs> cool. You need a strong male like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mm. yeah man so um gosh so i did um 
we did that for a couple of years. A couple of the boys stayed on. Uh, mind you, I was in my early 20s. I was probably like 22 maybe when I started. Um, so we did that for a couple of years, did these shows with big time wrestling. And um, then I thought, oh, okay, it's time to grow up. And, um, you know, I got foolishly engaged. Kids, you know, don't rush into anything. I was like, you had kids and everything? No, no, no. I'm saying I'm saying to your audience, don't rush it. it There's yeah. a great American movie called Fools Rush In. That yeah, tells see? us all about see? it. Matthew yeah. Perry told us. <laughs> we should know better. Fools Rush In. Um, don't. God, but it worked out for him. Yeah, he was engaged to a cute girl for a while. No, I mean in that movie, wasn't it? Oh, I was. Oh, I was talking Maybe about your about, poor no. fiance. Well, yeah, no. I hope um, it worked out for you too, sir. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, so I thought it's time to grow up. You know, I'm going to get engaged. I'm going to, you know, get married. Da 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 da. No. Yeah. Fuck that. Noise. Um. No, man. It took a total left turn. You know how life does. Um. But I missed wrestling every day. Um. So you 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 got in a relationship and mm -hmm. gave all that up essentially? Yeah. yeah, correct. Even watching it or did mm. you still watch it? I did give up watching it for a while. Is it because this person was didn't enjoy it and you're like, oh, I'm gonna do what you, you like? Know, or are you just like, you can't know this weirdness about me? <laughs> no, no. Um I did hide it from people for a while. I did not go around telling people for for quite a while. I kind of shoved it way down deep and but um no, with with that particular timeline, I just kind of said it's time to move on from wrestling. And uh You thought that's what the next step that's what right, the mature thing exactly. was to do. Yeah. So I just kind of moved on from it and I, you know, catch it from time to time. But there was a good amount of years that I just I didn't follow it. I didn't watch. I didn't, you know, but I thought about it all the time. And if you ask any pro wrestler, um, they will tell you it gets in your blood and it does not leave. Like it's yeah, makes a home it, in it, your heart. It's so interesting to me because it's so physical. Mm hmm. Yeah. I it would seem like the the easiest thing to be like, nah, dude. <laughs> I did it in a middle school in front of thirty people. Yeah. My body hurt for two weeks no. later. I'm quitting. No. But yeah, it just seems like these people are like more. It's that more. it's that weird. You know, it, it gets to be like a good pain. It's almost like you know, and it's not even pain per se. You know, your body trains just like any sport. You know, your body learns and adjusts. Mm -hmm. Um, but that soreness you feel the next day, it almost feels like an accomplishment. You know, I'm sure that's how marathon runners feel or, you know, whatever. Athletes I wake have... up sore on the weekends, but it's just because I got too drunk <laughs> and I feel terrible. I'm never, well, I'm I, never like, I want to do this again. Yeah. No. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I moved on from it for a while. I even actually lost touch with, uh, with the Hollister boys. And um, they had a dusty picture of you in their gym. I know. Was just looking like one day she'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> like sad music would play. And yeah. A single tear would roll <laughs> yeah. down. No. Um, but I, I do remember, and this was only a few years back now. One of my friends, actually one of my buddies that we used to have Smackdown parties in college. Yeah. He texts me just out of the clear blue. He's like, are you watching old school raw right now? And I'm like, no, I haven't watched wrestling in years. Yeah. He's like, you have to watch it. And it just brought me right back in. And it was, it was old school. Raw was, um, 
something they were doing for a while. I think a couple years in a row they would do it. And basically they bring up, bring back all the old characters and kind of do, you know, a throwback show. Oh, I thought they were just like, Oh, this was our show from 1997. No, it was they would, actual they would, yeah, real reinvigorate holy. the old school. feel. Yeah. So they bring back old characters, do old matches, old rivalries, um, you know, things like That's that. And yeah. So, and it just brought me right back in. Um, so I got right back into watching and, um, one of the Hollister boys, um, of, you know, the five or six of us that originally started, he, uh, two of them stayed in for quite a while. Um, one of the guys, uh, blew out his knee, unfortunately. Um, but the other guy is kind of like the lone soldier (laughs) and he, you know, he quit for a little while. He had kids. He did that whole thing. Um, but again, you know, it stays with you. Yeah. And so he went back a couple of times and um, he and I got back in touch and, you know, life kind of came back together and, and he's like, Hey, we should go check out a big time wrestling show. And so we actually went, we bought tickets, we sat. And you were already completely familiar because you had worked. Yeah, we had worked with them, but it had been, you know, probably eight or 10 years at that point, probably good 10 years. Yeah. um, That I'd been out and, um, yeah, it sounds about right. And we sat there in the audience and we both just decided, I don't like this side <laughs> of the show. Like, yeah. I want to be in the ring. I want to be a performer. I want to be performing right now. Like, you know, and we sat there like kind of like jerks and we like criticize and pick <laughs> apart and like, oh, fucking, did you see that? You know, and um, but it was just being surrounded back into um wrestling and we both kind of decided like i want to go back and so he actually went back uh shortly thereafter and he bugged me for about a year or so you gotta come back you gotta come back you gotta come back and i was like i don't know and i had every excuse in the book like hell i was out of shape i was lazy i was like i don't want to drive all the way up to fremont and train and were you still in a relationship at this point um, I was in a different relationship. Yeah. Um, Damn, so okay. I know, a couple right. boyfriends, what? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it had been 10 years, shit. Um, yeah, okay. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, yeah, I just had, I, I threw out excuses. And, you know, funny story, this all comes back full circle. Um, James. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if it was this podcast or a different podcast. What? Uh, James used to do... Um, Grab a beer and jacket. So oh, if okay, it was yeah, James, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. So he actually, he was like, dude, if you go back, because, you know, he kind of knew I was into wrestling and we talked about it a little bit. He's like, and I was like, yeah, you know, my buddy kind of wants me to go back, but I don't know, you know, I don't know. And he's like, if you go back, our podcast will sponsor you. <laughs> and even then my dumb ass was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. But, um, you know, one day I just, it, it was that end of 20 what are we now 19 2017 i believe the beginning of 2017 yeah beginning of 2017 i just decided to you know kind of pull myself together and just be like you, you want to wrestle fucking wrestle yeah. like Grace, just you look do in it. the mirror yeah Grace, you get your shit together seriously i literally i i had a moment and i got in the gym um Took me a few months, but I lost yeah. like 20 pounds. I got stronger. I went back to training to, you know, kind of just familiarize myself with, you know, the the rhythm of their training, um, the new people that were involved. Um, Kirk White 
welcomed me back with open yeah. arms. Get he in there. He was still around? He was, he's still the owner. He's huh. still, yeah, 22 Holy years, big time wrestling. Um, yeah, welcomed me back. And, uh, you know, I got back in the ring, started rolling around a little bit. It was weird, you know. I wasn't 22 anymore. Yeah, it must have been different. But, um, yeah, I just, I, I just, you know, decided if you're going to do this, you got to do it now. Um, wrestling won't, you know, support you come, you know, another 10 years from now. It's mm. you, my body won't do it. You know, it's just, it's yeah. not going to work. Um, so I'm on their Instagram. Look at page. all that. Yeah. I'm on their, yeah. You could, what are they? That big, yeah. Big time wrestling. That big time wrestling. Yeah. You can find them on, on Instagram. See all their cool stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of how things came about. And, um, you know, I got back in and, and I really was, and can still be content with um, being a valet, um, a manager, which is great because I am, like I said, I, I love the storytelling part of wrestling. Yes. And as a manager, especially a bad guy manager, you're an integral part of telling the story of a match. Um, you really can make or break a match. Um and not even be, you know, the guy getting his butt kicked, yeah. you know? Um, and, and I love that part of it. And so there was, there's kind of this version of training that's, you know, valet training, which is just basically knowing how to be safe, knowing how to do basic things, um, to be part of matches, but not necessarily be in a match of yeah. my own. And so, um, since then, I had trained, you know, just done basic valet training. So, so I wasn't doing things like, you know, body slams or, or anything like that. Um, but I knew how to roll. I knew how to bump. I knew how, you know, to take things, um, you know, easy things, clotheslines or, um, you know, shoulder tackles, things like that. Um, but, you know, I, I know everybody had always kind of wanted to see if I could push forward. Now, I never pretend that I'm an athlete. I'm, I like storytelling, you know, <laughs> yeah. I like to, um, I like to be, you know, the performer, the actress. Uh, I don't, I, I'm not a great athlete at all. Um, but you know, I, I said, I thought to myself, I was like, why can't I try? Let's, you know, work some more wrestling into it. And, uh, I did. And we actually got a new trainer who pushed me harder than the previous one. And I, I still like both sides of it. I love the ballet side, but I also love, you know, that I took that extra step, yeah. um, went forward. And yes, now I can call myself a pro wrestler. You know, I am a worker. Um, I do all the same things the boys do in training. Um, I'm still not quite a body slammer, <laughs> but you know, I also don't have anybody my size. So it's really yeah. tough to learn that bigger stuff for me anyway. Um, it's harder for me to learn that bigger stuff. Like suplexes are tough, you know, cause I got this, this, this kid that's like twice my weight and I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to, you know, suplex his ass over me. And, um, you know, that can be tough, but I do, I, I like to work on, uh, little things that I can use as a smaller worker, um, that's not necessarily a body slam or suplex. Um, so, you know, I can do like the head scissor, the hurricane Rana, those kind of, those kind of fun little things. Um, but it, it really, I don't know, man, like, like wrestling is just, there's so many elements to it and I'm just, 
And do you guys, this big time wrestling, y'all practice at one place or does yeah. there's, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We have a, um, a little, uh, training facility, um, in Fremont. And so we run trainings twice a week, but of course it's an hour and a half drive for me. Yeah, so hell yeah. I go up once a week, um, you know, and just get as much work as I can. No, it's a, yeah, it's a goddamn commitment. Yeah, dude. it really is. It really is. So, and is every wrestler, because again, we're on their website right now. Again, B, mm-hmm. BT Wrestling. That makes it a little bit weird. BT Wrestling, <laughs> not BTW Wrestling. BTWrestling.com. Right. And so, and and there's this, looks like there's this big event coming up. What, yes. What is this yes. So that here? is our December event. Who's uh, this guy? This guy's like the, the famous is, heavyweight guy. This yeah. guy's with a c- cigar in his mouth. <laughs> He's got shades on. Yes. Big ass belt. You are looking at the jackpot. That's um, his name? It's a great name. <laughs> yes. Great the jackpot. Name, Scotty Ringer. That is our heavyweight champ. And actually, um, I don't know if it's coincidence or if that's you know just always how it runs but the head trainer is usually the heavyweight champion oh okay yeah so that dude is the dude he trains everybody yeah holy yeah, shit he sure and does. he's the he sure does. he's the main dude and this is rock the bells yep friday december 6th are you gonna be a part of this i am i am i will be um helping my client devin danger along to victory <laughs> the names are fucking amazing <laughs> and this is where um it's so funny because i know people that are my age, that are older than me, yeah. that are into wrestling, and they too are kind of shy about it, and kind yeah. of because they're like, because uh, the big, you know, it's obviously the big joke, especially with like MMA being so popular mm-hmm. now, and people are like, dude, it's all fake, it's oh, all scripted. Yeah. And to me, I'm a writer, so I'm like, mm-hmm. do you know how difficult it is to? This is a live story. Yeah. Like it's fluid. Correct. You don't just write a book and say, here, read my book. Right. Somebody could something could happen to a real person people can quit get fired whatever it it may be and people don't give a fuck it's called (laughs) monday night raw yeah if it's monday at nine or whenever the show comes on i expect it to be on right i don't care that some writer's mom died i don't care that that some wrestler yeah (laughs) yeah that some wrestler got fired yeah I want to know what happened from last week. Yeah. And to me, it's like, okay, just that part. Mm-hmm. Again, from a, as a writer myself, you know, and a, and a sports writer. So I have deadlines and, sure. you know, yeah. and, I, and it had to be quick. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not easy doing it week in and week out, let alone making it entertaining. Right, right. And, and take out, you know, don't, don't, Go in with judgment when you're watching a, a wrestling event of like, oh, uh, we already uh, somebody already knows who's gonna win or something. Like, yeah, we don't. Right. We don't. Right. And for 20 minutes, <laughs> they're gonna fucking do a great job <laughs> yes. of keeping us. And I mean, dude, I uh there's a movie Ford versus Ferrari right now. Yeah. It's uh it's about real stuff. Going into it, I could have Wikipedia, I know exactly what happened. Right. But, but you go into it. it to be entertained, yeah. to listen to a story that someone is telling or to watch, you know, watch a story that someone is telling. Um, yeah, no, that's exactly true. And with wrestling, especially independent wrestling. So, of course, you have your WWE's, um, your AEW impact. You know, these are pro wrestling on the highest level. Mm-hmm. Um, but independent wrestling 
exists all over the country, all over the world. And um, the, you know, the indie scene, as it's called, um, is huge right now. That really helped propel guys like AEW. Um, it's that indie scene to where it comes back to um, the heart and soul of wrestling. You know, it's not about the the guy with the most money that owns the biggest company. Yeah. It's about, you know, what the fans really want out of wrestling. And it's that storytelling, that athleticism um, to see the passion from the workers through their art. Um, and so, and to be a part of an indie, I mean, you got to love it. You know, like, yeah. like you said, I, I drive an hour and a half up for training, get my ass kicked for a couple hours, drive an hour home and, you know, carry on with life. You know, I got to be up at 6am and, you know, this, that, and the other. And, and I still got to, you know, I got to hit the gym. I have to be prepared. I, you know, I, everything that goes into being a part of wrestling, there's something throughout every day of my life that contributes to, oh, well, you know, I gotta, I gotta watch my diet. I got a show coming. I got to hit the gym. Um, you know, it's just, it's, there's there's so much of a passion because you have to have that much of a commitment every day. Yeah. Oh, dude. No, I I, I greatly admire. And again, and this is what I love doing the show is we we interview, you know, small business owners or people in bands or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's it's all mostly the same story. Like, yeah. I don't think I've inter interviewed anyone. Well, maybe some of the scholars that are actually making money. Yeah, off I was going to say there's no money in about. this. Yeah. There's no money in it. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I've never interviewed Triple H or something. Sure. You know? um, but I, I think that's what makes the stories more interesting and better. Like people, people that are listening that mm -hmm. that you know, it's like oh, you know, there might be somebody that has this big interest. Right. Like I love wrestling. I love the story part. Right. I'm a little bit athletic. Wait, there's stuff I could do, you know, yeah, like I, yeah. I could find, you know, like big time wrestling and mm -hmm. literally slide into their DMs. I mean, <laughs> if you go into their website, dude, it it says training right at the top. And I'm pretty yeah. sure that'll get you in contact yeah. with somebody. So we've had a couple of guys actually here from Salinas and it, it kind of amazes me. Well, I guess I understand, you know, but being in it for so long, having it be such a big part of my life, I still, you know, I'm a little confused when people drop out. Um but there's been a couple of guys from here in Salinas to, you know, cruise up there with me, train for a couple of months and then discover, you know what? I prefer watching it on TV. Yeah. <laughs> this is not for me. Um, you know, and and people learn at different rates. So people get frustrated, you know, when they can't do something or execute something and they'll just quit. And I'm like, yeah, you got to push past that, you know, because you're yeah. going to miss it. If you really, really love this, you got to try to push through. But granted, you know, it, it it's true. It's not for everybody. And and it's all, you know, no hard feelings if yeah. it's not for you. Um, man, I've seen I, I just I see guys come and go all the time. Like I said, I did it. My buddy did it. You know, you come and go and then uh, realize, yeah, I, I want to go back. <laughs> um, but with especially like I say, with indies. Um, there's no money in it. No. <laughs> Sometimes you get a hot dog and a handshake. Yeah. If you're lucky. Um, I, you know, some some of the bigger names, uh, like Chris Masters there, he was uh with WWE. Um, you know, he'll he'll call for a higher dollar amount and you yeah. know, those guys will get paid. Um the Lucha and brothers there. Can you know? they? So so like you're not I'm just curious, like uh so WWE sometimes does events in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. 
can they be like, hey, we need like a yeah. like a filler essentially. Yeah. We, we need an opener fight. Yeah, you know, can um, can they go to like big time wrestling? That's exactly or, true. Uh, oh, talent okay. enhancement. Um, and uh, yeah, they they use local people. Sometimes you'll see, you know. Uh, 50 security guards and they're just generic dudes. Yeah. Those are usually indie oh, workers, oh, local okay. indie workers, because, you know, the big guy will throw wondering. off oh. these these security guards. They have to make sure that they are trained professionals. Oh, okay. I, yeah. Or uh, what we call squash matches. So you bring in your, you know, your big superstar and you bring in some nobody, you know, some, some skinny guy in yellow trunks and he's a local worker. Um, we we actually had a couple of uh, local girls uh, just a couple of months ago. Uh, Lisa Lace and there's a new gal. Um, she doesn't work with us, but uh, over uh, East Bay East Bay Pro is another um, local indie company. Uh, and these girls came out of there, and they were in you know a bit of a squash match. But um, yeah, same thing. So it's talent enhancement. WWE comes around, hits up you know guys like Kirk White. Uh, hey, you know, you got any any uh, workers we can use? Yeah. Uh, but you do have to. There's this whole thing. You have to have, um, you know, your your uh, doctors uh, like most recent checkup. You have to have, you know, your um, paperwork in order yeah. in order to be considered not, and that kind of stuff. Um, you also have to be for the most part, I believe you have to be like under 35 or something like that. What? I know. <laughs> fucking Vince McMahon right there. That's I all know. Vince McMahon. <laughs> Ageism. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I, I think it's just the aesthetic they want to bring. I don't know, though. Maybe for talent enhancement, it might not matter, depending on what they're looking for. But I know, you know, for yeah. the workers, it's uh, usually a, a younger. That, that's great. I always I always wondered, because you, you do see that, especially in uh, WWE yeah. events. Some mm-hmm. guy goes crazy. 20 guys dressed as referees for some odd reason. Yeah. Just trying yeah. to stop them and they all get their face smashed in. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that, that makes... I always wondered. I kind mm-hmm. of figured they were actors of some sort, but yeah. it makes sense that they're actual indie wrestlers. Yes. And how many of these uh, organizations are there, like in the oh Bay Area? There's, there's countless. So... Um, oh shit! Okay, there, I thought this was a like good, the Bay Area. There's one. a good handful. Um, I believe Kirk White, um, Big Time Wrestling, is the longest running, uh, over 22 years. Um, there's also, like I said, East Bay Pro. Um, they work out of Pacheco. Um, and then there is, um, oh gosh, there's one in Oakland. I believe it is. I always forget what it's called. It's a really, I've heard great things. I've never actually been, but it's like, it's basically a wrestling party. Oh, right. um, their slogan is don't bring your fucking kids, you know, yeah. <laughs> because, you know, they smoke, like they drink. The attitude era never yeah. ended here. Yeah. Uh, you know, they smoke, they drink, they have a good time. What? Uh, I'm sure somebody knows what it's called. It escapes me at the moment. Well, somebody's screaming into their I know. microphone. I know what you're talking right about. Now. Like, yeah. yeah. It's called this. And is there like a rivalry between any of these or is it No, not necessarily. Um, you know, everybody works a little bit differently. Um, I think uh, big time wrestling works a little bit more old fashioned. Like, for instance, we don't do intergender matches, um, which is something that's bigger now, especially as we mentioned previously, you know, with the women coming up and being more. Um, respected as wrestlers, um, but we don't really do that in big time. You don't wrestling. show ankles. <laughs> no, <laughs> she's showing her ankles. That harlot. No, uh, <laughs> no, that that aspect. Uh, no, I definitely. There's some booty hanging out of my shorts for sure. 
Um, <laughs> no, but um, you got to sell the tickets. You yeah, gotta you bring know, the people. in. Yeah, it's human nature, yeah. right? Sex sells. Um, no, as far as rivalries or anything like that, the business has definitely changed a lot um, from, you know, from my perspective, at least when I started in the first, uh, you know, in the early 2000s to now. Um, when I first started, it was very much, you know, you stay with your home company and you don't go outside of that. Mm -hmm. Um, but like I said, with the, the indie world really blowing up, um, guys work everywhere, you know, and that's just, it's, it's a lot more accepted now and understood that you want to get your name out there. You want to get as much ring time as you can. And, you know, um, owners and, and promoters are fine with that. So yeah, man, do your thing. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, it would, it would. To me, it would seem like one of these where I'd get territorial. Like, damn, this is my dude. Like, That's he's my fucking guy. famous, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> if I go over there, he's selling tickets for the rival company, right, you know? But, right. I, but yeah, I could totally see where it's like, well, I'm actually hurting him, not letting him get exactly. ring time. Exactly. For, yeah. Or whatever. And how long have they been doing these in Salinas? Because this is kind of how I... Yeah. Caught wind of it. Yeah. You know? So pretty much um the last couple of years, I'd say about two years now, we've been back in Salinas. Um long, long time ago we did a show at one of the um, I think it was like uh Alice L High School. And again, that was oh, back wow. in the early, maybe like two thousand three or something like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, as a regular, uh we've been in Salinas for the past couple of years, um working shows at the um, Pal Armory mm-hmm. there. And and we actually do it as a partly a fundraiser for the Pal program. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's a conjunction with mm-hmm. them. I mean, and it's a great space. Yeah, for it really that. is. It's- it really is. Um, we are uh, considering other venue options here in Salinas. We've discovered that, you know, Salinas likes it. We're having a great time. Yeah. It's, it's for the most part, family friendly, you know, um, we, I know my wrestling nerd friends, and they, again, they don't admit it publicly, but I follow them on social media. Right. They fucking love it, dude. Yeah. They yeah. love it. So we got a good audience here in Salinas. It's it's really good. Um, so we're just trying to, you know, evaluate spaces. So definitely if, you know, if there's people out there that know where I can get in touch with, you know, yeah, some, some good space. spaces, um, we'd love to just kind of look into that and see, you know, what works best for our audience too, you know, because we love the PAL program and the PAL building. Um, but parking sucks, you know, um, we also need to be aware of our overhead. So how much, you know, the rental space is and that directly impacts how much, you know, guys can get paid or, you know, those types of things. So it's, you know, it's a formula. Yeah, that, that, but so you've been doing it for a couple of years, a couple of years back in Salinas. Salinas. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm. I've personally not gone. I've oh, I've, I've seen the events and, and I've I, I mean I've no I I'm not a, I'm not ignoring them. Um, uh, but dude, I like I said, I love it. Yeah. it's weird because sometimes it, it turns into this argument because you know all these people want to be cool, wrestling this yeah. and that, and I I really mm-hmm. I really would like to be. I actually enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know, I again I. I don't know what's going on. Like if they said, oh, okay, this is who's going to win tonight at the beginning, you'd be like, okay, this is pretty lame. Yeah. You know, just like if a movie started and they said, this is how it ends. Like, right. um, so yeah, so I, I've, I've been curious. I want to check this out. Well, as far as the storytelling element, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it it goes back to my point about passion and and drive because um you know, you don't get an opportunity to read a script, so to speak. These guys build their own matches. You know, um you collaborate with your opponent. You know, you ask, you know, what kind of story do you want to tell basically? And and it's a lot of it's based on his strengths and your strengths, but you know, there's it's also a formula. You know, you you have good versus evil. Yeah. And you want to build that. You want the audience to love the hero, hate the villain, you know, and you you put in elements like I mean, there's even moves or or, you know, types of um types of work that are specific to bad guys. Like, you know, the whole choking thing or the rake of the eyes, you know, the only bad guys do that. Stomping the foot, only bad guys do that to tell the story like, I'm the one you hate. See, look at me. You know, and these guys take this story and they build on it based on their strengths, you know, based on the type of story they want to tell, based sometimes based on the audience. You know, uh, things can change in a match based on the audience, you know? So, so yeah, you know, I, so actually now, now I'm like, I have somebody in the inn now. Oh yeah. We can, so you don't, uh, like we mentioned, you don't show up to the event and they give you a piece of paper saying, here, this is what's going on. No, 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 no. Does, do they do that in WWE? That's, I mean, I don't think it's a paper script, so yeah. to speak, like a yeah, movie set. That's how set. people talk, you know? That's how, that's how people... Right, like, no, like, I, I, I mean, know, when it's, it's scripted, I, I mean, I get I get that, but it's more predetermined. Um, so WWE, they have obviously ongoing stories, yeah. storylines that yeah. they want to continue. So, um, you know, their promotion, their, their, their promos, when they, you know, cut a promo with the announcer, how do you feel about, you know, those are usually mostly scripted yeah. in WWE. My understanding is that, uh, AEW does not script. And that's why, you know, their promos can be so much more compelling yeah. and they entertaining. Wrestler come up yeah. With it's off the top of yeah. his head. It's, you know, uh, it comes from within him and not some, you know, yeah. pale, nerdy guy in the Yeah, back he knows office. the character that yeah. he's playing. Exactly. Yeah, he's the one doing exactly. it. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, no, there is, you show up to a locker room and you pretty much, you get your opponent and you get your outcome. And and that's it. And then y'all discuss like, okay, how are we gonna? Yeah, exactly. Gonna, dude, yeah. To me, that 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 is amazing storytelling. <laughs> it, it's so disrespectful. Again, I'm. A, well, like again, it's like you say, it's difficult for you to say you're a pro wrestler. It's difficult yeah. for me to say I'm a writer, mm-hmm. but I'm a goddamn writer. Yeah, you know, yeah. own it. And I, yeah, exactly. And it's difficult. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult. And it's downright disrespectful to writers. To be like, eh, you're just writing for this event that's already done. And it's like, yeah. no, watch it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I could turn on uh, any match right now and I'll be entertained. Yeah. I mean, and I, I enjoy wrestling. I mean, not as much as some other people, but you put on pretty much any match right now. Yeah. And I'm just like, ah, as long as fuck you, that guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. Boo, and this is all they're making this. Yeah. Like when do you, when you read a book and you feel those emotions mm-hmm. and you're actually happy or sad or whatever. And the writer is a good writer. <laughs> yeah. Know? They were able to make you feel that. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, writing is a little controversial in wrestling because more often than not, and especially WWE, um, I'm, I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of all wrestling all over the world. Um, but I know for WWE, I mean, they don't even really hire wrestling people to write for wrestling. So it, it's it's yeah. kind of weird. I, I don't know what the formula there is or like how they determine, you know, what's good writing for, for wrestling. But that's why a lot of the um, big wrestling fans hate the writing. You know, because it's like, you don't understand me. Yeah. You know? (laughs) No, it makes total sense. Um, No, and it's funny because, well, the reason why I got interested in the whole writing and I got more respect for it, there's a comedian named Tony Hinchcliffe Mm -hmm. who's, he usually opens for Joe Rogan. Okay. And he is obsessed with wrestling and He's said he's tried to become a writer for WWE and he's yeah. like, they won't. He's it's like, I weird. can't. And this guy, I mean, he writes a lot of the roast jokes, you know, these these big yeah. like he's one of these guys that you don't know him by name, but you'll know you know his comedy because he writes so much. He's so funny. So he's obviously a good writer and he loves wrestling, but he's like, I've never been able to crack that. Yeah. He's like, now That's- that I'm a little bit famous, even, they're just like Wow. Like, no. Wow. And it's he's so it makes sense that, yeah. yeah what what you're saying you know i i wonder if it's kind of like by design like keep That's people what that love yeah. wrestling out maybe they have you know too much maybe passion it works. maybe yeah. too you know but i i mean i guess i could understand that maybe on a little bit of a level because you know if you're too passionate about wrestling you know you don't storylines can change at the drop of a hat you know Vince comes in and says, you know what? Scrap that. I want something completely new. I'm fighting God. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Vince McMahon wrestled God. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. Holy shit. You could yes. get They got yes. away with that. I, 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 yes. He wrestled God. Oh. A yeah. mythological being that lives in the heavens. For all intents and purposes, yeah. Vince McMahon yeah. wrestled him. It was the sh- oh Can you God. imagine the ego that takes <laughs> to say, God, not Vince only am I is. going to get involved in something that, you know, I pay people to do, you know, people that have trained their entire lives to do this, have, you know, passionate fire for this. I'm just going to invite myself into the yeah. ring. Not <laughs> only that... <laughs> <laughs> he seems like such a yeah. bad person. I, I, I yeah. I think. Yeah. Vince, I mean, I I admire what he's done. He's he's a billionaire off of wrestling. Yeah, but it's not like he started. I mean, WWE is no, his father's. Company, yeah, exactly. You know? But uh, yeah, and I could totally see him being like, I don't give a fuck if your leg is broken. <laughs> this is what you're doing this Pretty tonight. Much. Or you know what? There's a street out there that you can go live in. Right. Like I, he just seems like a bad person. Well, uh, if you ever I, I, a buddy of mine showed me or introduced me to uh, the podcast um, Jericho, Chris Jericho's podcast. Oh, um, dude, yeah, I subscribed to that. I, yeah, thing. it's so good, yeah. it's so entertaining. Um, but when he had Dean Ambrose, um, now known as John Moxley, with AEW, and uh, he described what was the turning point in knowing that he was going to leave WWE. And it's because I guess, um, you know, some of your listeners probably heard it too. Um, I guess Vince insisted that he cut a promo that, you know, was along the lines of, I don't care that Roman Reigns has leukemia. 
Jesus. Yeah. And he, and just he has insisted. it in real life, right? That yes. Roman Reigns has yes. it in real and life. And that's why yeah. it cuts so deep. And it was just like, wow. Like, nah, that's nah. another level, man. Yeah. You know? And this so is, it's this stuff is real like life. that. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's where I could totally see Vince being like, it, it's going to make us more money. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, oh, but that's the a human value. being. It's yeah. like, no, no. I don't care about the human. You right. Know? It's, we're all going to get more money. Yeah. He just see, I don't know. But he, but again, he makes an, an amazing product. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and you know, I think it's not that he's failing. I think that um, fans are getting more passionate and and more well rounded uh, about the business, and they are discovering, hey, there's more. There's more out there. There's more intelligent wrestling. There's more um, entertaining wrestling. There is more than just Vince. Yeah. And I I mean, that's like I said, it's not to say that he's doing anything wrong. He's doing him. That's his product. Um, but the fact that, you know, the marks are smarter. Um, they are becoming more the marks. It. That's so mean. The marks, yeah. I mean, they're, hey, they're we're, we're all marks. And we say that in training, you <laughs> yeah. know, we're all marks. If we weren't, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Mark is, you know, a term for a super super fan yeah basically um and it can go for anything it doesn't have to be just for wrestling but you know you're yeah, marking kind of out figured, yeah yeah <laughs> no and and that's true you you all even i i can imagine even at an event you're still curious of like what's going on yeah who's, who's, who's doing i mean what? when you're in a locker room with you know some of these legends it, yeah you mark out a little bit um you know i've i've had really cool experiences. I've been able to be in the ring with uh, Tito Santana, with uh, Coco Beware, with Rikishi, with X Pac. Um, you know, these are these are guys like I grew up watching. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's it's that is something to mark out for. You know, and uh, and all the all all my guys, you know, kind of have that that dream match or you know that one guy. Yeah. Or, you know, I had a conversation with you know. So and so, um, like my buddy, he, he's his ultimate moment was um, being on the road with uh, Mick Foley. Oh, fuck. yeah, and uh, you know that's he's like that's Mick one Foley's, of my yeah. high level, you know, check marks <laughs> off the bucket list there. So that's what's up. yeah, and I mean Mick Foley just seems like a genuinely good guy as well. Yeah, and he's obviously, I mean, the he had uh, again well, Mick Foley, Mankind, Dude Love, Cactus Jack, Cactus Jack. Yep. You know, four right off the bat. <laughs> like, it's just one guy. Yeah. And those were all pretty memorable characters exactly, that yeah. he, I don't know if he created, but that he embodied or he right. lived. And yeah, dude, that'd be, that'd be a fucking. Can you imagine the storytelling it takes to be three different characters in one show and get away with it? Dude, yeah. Mc, like, Mc, Foley, that's genius. Mick Foley is a goddamn legend. <laughs> True story. Yeah. Dude, that'd be oh, that'd be pretty mind blowing. Just be like, sit there and be like, hey, just talk, <laughs> yeah. just talk about, dude, you're mankind, right? Right. You got thrown off of the fucking steel cage. That's like the most yeah. legendary moment in wrestling history. Iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, I I saw that match. Yes. Live. Yes. And yeah. I'm just like, this ain't fake. <laughs> Right. <laughs> this dude's really hurt. Right. This dude is seriously hurt. And 
Dude, I was more Undertaker fan too, so I just like. Oh, eh, for sure. Kinda, yeah. Whatever. Good stuff. Let that dude go, um, dude. So anyway, I, I this is badass. I learned so much. <laughs> Did you? I le- I, I've learned a lot. I'm I'm gonna go to the. Well, I'm not going to Newark or wherever it's this tough, is. man. You got to drive through Friday afternoon traffic to get there by, you know, 6 p.m. So I, I totally understand. We have a couple of really hardcore fans uh, here in Salinas that will be there. Uh, Kyle and Fabian. Uh, so I know they're, they're like, going to be yes! there. <laughs> she mentioned us. <laughs> yeah. No, they're, they're great kids. Um, great, great guys. Um, but oh. they, they love them some big time wrestling, but you know, I, That's I understand sad. it is tough. That's why we're trying to bring big time wrestling to Salinas and, uh, you know, have something a little closer because there's not really any pro wrestling between, you know, uh, King city up to San Jose Yeah, and King city is only, you know, m- maybe during maybe what, like once every six months or something like that, I'll, I'll see a, a flyer or something. And it's usually, you know, the Lucha style wrestling, which, yeah. you know, that's not for everybody. It's still wrestling, which is great, but, um, you know, it's not for everybody. Um, that's a whole other. Yeah, dude. Mexicans love themselves. Yeah. Lucha Libre. And that's also another thing why I'm kind of drawn to it as well as I'm Mexican. Mm-hmm. And dude, that's like, it goes like, Soccer, boxing, wrestling. Those are <laughs> yes. the three fucking yes. sports in Mexico yeah. is yeah. soccer, boxing, and wrestling. Yeah. Everybody is going to like one of those three. And wrestling is fucking huge. Yeah. Huge in Mexico. Well, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's something you can do with almost, you know, no equipment or no, you know, you can pretty much do it anyway. Um, Luch is kind of weird to me. I've never been a huge fan. I try to take it for what it's worth as far as, um, you know, being a worker and taking away those, the way they tell a story, but it's very, very different, especially, you know, having masks on so much of my storytelling is, you know, with my face, it's all physical. So my body, You're and like, my I'm face. I'm so pretty. Why do I got to put well, a no, mask no. on? I mean, I mean, like, I mean, the anguish of, you know, an ankle lock, you know, I'll say in my yeah, face. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and even uh, <clears throat> even Rikishi, when I was, you know, talking to him in the locker room. <laughs> yeah, whatevs. Um, no, he, he, I do a lot of like screaming, like, ah! you know, because it's obnoxious and I'm yeah, a bad guy, you yeah. know. And he said, you know, I, I love, you know, your improv and your, you know, you're throwing stuff out there at all times. You know, you're involved at all times. He goes, but in in some places, you probably can't hear you. So use your face more. It doesn't necessarily have to be at the volume to where the guy in the very back row can hear you. If he can see you, Mm -hmm. you can kind of get across the same ideas. And so, yeah. So a lot of your storytelling is with your, you know, obviously your face and your body. Um, Also, Lucha is backwards. They do everything like the opposite that American style does. So it's, really? that's always awkward for me. We've had a couple of Lucha guys um, come in and train with us and, and they're, they're super flippy and bouncy and jumpy. And it's oh, yeah. so cool. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Um, but then they lock up kind of backwards and I'm like, Oh man, you know? Um, but like I say, I take it for what it's worth for, you know, a different element to, to the art. Yeah. You're like, Hey, hold it. Santo fucking relax. <laughs> Rip your mask off right now. <laughs> Ooh. Dude, right? Yeah, like, I saw you at Subway, bro. Like, <laughs> you're not fucking fooling me with that mask. You don't wear it all the time. Right. That must have been weird. Dude, Rikishi. That must have been weird. Like, okay. I've never said this in a non-sexual way, but 
will you sit on my face? <laughs> so like, you know what you know what I'm talking about, Rikishi. So I did take the stink face. Did you? Did he do I oh took it. That's hilarious. Yep. I mean, oh, you can't not. Yeah. It's Rikishi. Yeah, you can't not. Be the shit. And you know, that's again as a manager. So I worked that match as a manager. And you know, so the whole time I'm trying to cheat and I'm like, you know, shut up, old man, you know, that kind of thing. And and so basically the great part of being a manager, especially like I say, a bad guy manager, a heel manager, is when you get your final comeuppance. It's like I spend the whole match cheating and being mean and, you know, this this banshee bitch, you know, and uh, at the end I get mine. And that was it was so over. When I took the stink face, because you know it's like, like I earned it, you know. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah. fuck yeah. yeah. So yep. So I took the stink face, and uh, it was, you know, a, a part of me was like, uh, you know, twenty-two year old me was like, Stephanie McMahon took the stink face, yeah. you know. Lita took the stink face, yeah. you know. All these like phenomenal women of of WWE, and they took the stink face. I'm like, I'm one of them, yeah. you know. Um, and and Stephanie, actually, let me segue a little bit. Um, Stephanie McMahon is a lot of my inspiration really? uh, for my character work. And and a lot of people don't really get it. Um, but she, because, especially because she is not, you know, a wrestler. She is not a worker, but she's a character. Yeah. And she plays a great villain. Oh, yes. Um, and so I've taken some elements directly from her. And uh, uh, built my character off of a lot of that. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm sure she would. I'm sure she would love that. And uh, dude, I remember. Yeah, growing up, that was. I think I like uh, women dressed in business attire that are mean a lot because of her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I took from her. It's you kind took of a some of your character. You yeah. <laughs> that's kind of my thing. Yeah. You have a billionaire dad, and you're dressed like that. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Stephanie McMahon was so, yeah. No, it's what's funny because, yeah, she was a character. She eventually did get her in the ring, I'm sure, right? Yeah, but, a few times. Few yeah, times. but at first she was Triple H's wife. Or something well, she like started that. out and, like, obviously grew up in the business, you know, but yeah. grew up in front of us in the business. So, you know, she went from... You know, Vince's sweet, innocent daughter that got kidnapped by The Undertaker, you know, into being, you know, Triple H's wife who um, ended up, you know, cheating her way to the women's title and, you know, getting her boob job and yeah. getting an attitude. And, you know, so it all kind of came full circle for her. And and she really she embraced all of it. Um, so, yeah, she I always thought great. she was and cool. Some of that rubbed off onto you. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I want to mention this again. Friday, December sixth, because you will be there. I will be there. I love that you could get tickets at Jackie's Barbershop. Well, obviously. I love that. <laughs> so if you're in the five one zero area, which I'm assuming is Newark or Fremont area, yeah, Fremont, yeah, hit up Jackie's yeah. Barbershop, yeah, or BT Wrestling. There's no BTW Wrestling, dude. And those prices are. Are very like you were saying. It is kind of a family thing, right? Like right. You, you could literally, mm -hmm. if you there's five of you in the family, you could all sit ringside for a hundred bucks, right? Because it's twenty dollars a ticket. Where I mean, come on, any even uh, not even a raw event, you oh, know, no. locally, you're gonna no. like you're doing a unaired SmackDown 
80 bucks a ticket. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Easy. Easy. Um, yeah. No, um, our prices, you know, we try to keep them reasonable. Um, honestly, I kind of think they're exactly the same for the last 20 years. So, I mean, oh, yeah. you can't really beat it. Don't you know, change. bring the kids. Um, kids actually have a really, really great time. The kids are the best because they know exactly who the hero is. They know exactly who the bad guy is. They're so fun to mess with too because yeah. they get super into oh, it. Hell yeah. And, you know, I can tease them and they'll hit me right back. Like, <laughs> you know, shut up. You're mean. <laughs> you know, it's great. I love messing with the kids. Well, your um, mom hates your father. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> They're just together for you. Like, make kids cry. Um, you know what's amazing though is kids are phenomenal. Kids are super Super cool when it comes to well kids are cool anyway but um these you know wrestling fan kids are awesome they're smart they know that i'm the bad guy mm -hmm. but then at the end of the show the little girls want to come up to me and get an autograph you know because it's cool yeah. seeing a girl yeah. you know do that kind of stuff and even though i'm the bad guy you know so when they come up to me i'm you know i kind of drop character a little bit and you know but i'll take a picture with them and you know i'll be like show me your mean face girl yeah. you know and we'll take the picture like that um, but it's, it's really cool, you know, and it's a whole new generation of wrestling fans. And so you want to give them a good impression. Yeah, dude. No. And that's what I think is so cool is that how accessible I'm sure you guys are versus a WWE oh, type yeah. event where, I mean, that, yeah, that'd be cool. Like I just saw that person and, and yeah. again, I either enjoyed or disliked them, but now yeah. I, I get to talk to them and tell yeah. them, Hey, as a person. Yeah. 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 And I, I think that's also what's pretty cool. What's great again for the for these kids to see that. Like, like, look, there is a pathway. Like yeah. you don't have to stop hiding this. You know, right. again, it's it's so funny because we're all adults, you know? Yeah. And I talk with my adult friends and the wrestling comes around and it's just like <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh like, no. There's a couple that yeah. are very proud about it, but most of them are kind of like I, I enjoy wrestling too. Like, yeah. yeah I like to read books about Supreme Court cases. Like you're cool. <laughs> you're fucking cool. You know, whatever you like, like man. Yeah. whatever floats your boat. Right. Yeah. Like um, don't be embarrassed. Yeah. No, I, I was, I, I was like that for a while. And especially, you know, because it was like, Oh yeah, I used to, you know, play wrestling. Um, and you know, that was during my whole stage of thinking like, Oh, I'm a grown up now. You know, I'm like grown ups don't play wrestling. Grown ups don't, <laughs> watch wrestling you know it's that's that's for kids and and when grown-ups play wrestling it's a way different thing oh, yeah, right? <laughs> not a lot of clothes yeah, involved and a lot of disappointment yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah no but i mean i think i think it's changed i think it's changed a lot um the stigma around wrestling and you know people being ashamed of being wrestling fans mm. and it, i think it did stem from that whole like oh you like something that's you know predetermined it's sweaty guys dancing around in underwear well no these are premier athletes not only entertaining you with their athleticism and physicality but they're also you know allowing you into this story this yeah. you know this whole world and um you know, and you, you are the fuel, you know, because without the, you know, without excited fans, we're just, you know, dancing around like dopes yeah. trying to get, you know, um, but you know, we feed off the fans, the fans feed off us, you know? So, um, and, and like I said, the, the fans have gotten smarter 
And it's like, hell yeah, I watch wrestling, you know? And you yeah. know what I like <laughs> and you know what I don't like. And I think this is bullshit. And, you know, um, so I think it's really, it's been a whole new um, revolution of, of, of wrestling. And I think that's how, like I mentioned earlier, you know, things like AEW have had, you know, the opening that it's had. And man, I really enjoy watching AEW, you know, like uh, Jim Ross. Oh, yeah, Tony course. Schiavone. I I absolutely adore Chris Jericho. I always have. Um, and I always consider myself a WWE purist. So that was like my first product that I watched. I only like dabbled in WCW, but he was a WCW guy. And uh, but I love him because I love the way he tells the story. And, uh, you know, seeing him in AEW and seeing what you know, they've been able to do with him is just, it's so cool. Yeah. And you know, a little bit of the bubbly, <laughs> um, that is like my favorite thing. Cause obviously I'm a champs girl, but I loved that that took off and, uh, that was great. Wait, in, wait, well, I mean, I'm curious. I don't know what the story is there. Oh, so, 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 yeah, um, gotta, Chris Jericho, I know Chris Jericho is the great AEW hair. champion. Um, good podcast and he yes great podcast and he uh, when he won the title he you know barged through the back and he was <laughs> like oh there's nobody you know celebrating or or I, I forget <laughs> he, he did this whole rant you know as the camera followed him through and he went into catering and he uh, there was a bottle of champagne on the catering table and he says what do we have here a How bit convenient. of the bubbly um, and it just took off it was amazing so there's a bit of the bubbly t-shirt with chris jericho on it it's fantastic really? oh i love it a bit of the bubbly mm -hmm. and that's where it's that has nothing to do with wrestling right? so he's a good wrestler but obviously he's a good entertainer exactly that. Yeah, exactly exactly and he can take you know any aspect and put this cool you know chris jericho and mind you what is he uh I don't want to insult him. I think he's like, what, 46 or something like that? 48, maybe. Um, you know, so he's not 22 anymore either. But shit, man, you know, he he can he can carry a match. He can carry a company. When you Google um, Chris Jericho, the first thing it says is age. <laughs> and the second thing is bubbly. That's fucking hilarious. Okay, so yeah. See, yeah. Too many questions there. Yeah. A little bit of the bubbly. 49. 49. There you go. He's 49. Um, you know, and uh, he makes dad bod look good. I'm I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. Well, he's married. Relax. I know. Please. I know. I'm aware. Jess Jessica Lockhart. <laughs> For 20 years. Yeah. Next year, it's yeah. 20 years. Holy. He's, you know what? He's, he's written some good books, too. I think I've read really? two of them. Oh, I see um, what the dad bod thing. I see what you mean right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. That's super in right now. Really? He makes yeah, it look that was good. in for like. I thought that was in for like three weeks. Really? It was oh, like maybe dad I'm bought, dad out. bought. And the women were like, nah, homie. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we ain't with that. <laughs> They're like, nope. You <laughs> start working out. <laughs> no. Yeah, he he's still, look at him. That's a good looking dude. Um, yeah, he's handsome. Yeah, we're, we're stalking Chris Jericho. All we're, his we're photos right now. His Google and Conor McGregor for some odd reason. He's only six feet up. tall. What a short dude, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, My another five great, foot nine ass. Another great gimmick that uh, Chris Jericho had for a while was the list. 
Do you remember the list? I no, but oh, I, that was so I, good. there was a list here when I was going through those images. <laughs> list, uh, yeah. So Chris Jericho walked around with a clipboard, and uh, <laughs> when people pissed him off, yes, he'd be like, "You know what?" And a dramatic pause that just hung in the air. You just made the list, <laughs> and it's, you know Chris Jericho's list, and he would click his pen all dramatic. <laughs> you just made the list. Oh, that was so great. It's good. That is amazing. So good. That is amazing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, when's the, is there another Salinas one? When? Because I mean, we we have this Friday, December sixth. Yeah. I just want just want people to know because uh, in Salinas it doesn't happen like like you were saying very very often. So yeah, it's probably about four times a year. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to be back in January as of now. Um, How it's probably dang. on our website. I guess I should follow that. That's pretty unprofessional, Grace. Way to go. Um, <laughs> but we do. Um, January is for sure. January is a great show to hit. Um, even if it is just the uh, Newark show, it is our Battle Royale. Um, I think it's like 30 Samara, dudes. is that your fucking nemesis right here? Yeah. Samara. Yeah. Hey, I beat her once. I beat her once. Uh, in Santa Cruz, as a matter of fact, really? in front of our local folk. Yeah. Like, I am the local one. I got to yes. win here. Yeah. I beat her. Is it Samara or Samara? Samara. 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 Yep. That's like, be like, I want some more of that. Oh. Yeah. Uh, our website. Gemma the Bay updated. Jewels. Yeah. She gone? Yeah. She didn't look very happy in that picture. <laughs> I don't get a profile or anything i know i think i think we need to update a and bit you're not there i know she is she's gonna bio either <laughs> the jack i love the name the jack isn't it great the freaks Ooh, freaks are cool um i bet I, I people love the freaks they do this whole clown gimmick like to a t like creepy clowns <laughs> yeah um I think it's it's Jekylls and Jinx. And one of them comes out on this creepy little trike. What? Yes. He rides through the audience on this creepy little tricycle. And it's like, I don't have an issue with clowns. But I mean, mm. like, if you did, those ones would definitely yeah. scare you. Yeah. Well, they're the champs. Yeah. They're the champs. And Good how, dudes. How is it? Well, yeah. Because, again, you get to see them out of character. Yeah. Is that yeah. different? <laughs> it's great, actually. Um you really see, because you see them as a person and the character, you see, you can admire, you can take um, bits and pieces from their character work and understand like how they develop their uh. character and how they work that character. And it's really cool. It's really cool to see that kind of stuff. Um, the Freaks, for instance, um, they are some of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Really? They, yeah, they're really great guys and very, very smart wrestling brains. Um, I always love that too. Like you can, you, you see how someone builds a match um, and what just comes out of their brain, you know, because like we said, there's nothing on paper. Um, yeah. They take and, and, you know, it's not about, you know, doing a move. It's about how you got there and then, of course, where you go from there. And that has to be structured. And guys like that, I mean, the freaks have really great wrestling brains for those types of, of things. That Yeah, there, there definitely has to be a knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. 
And it, you know, it, it also comes chance. to with experience and, and understanding, but it's definitely the understanding of, of the psychology and the storytelling and where you're going from there, why you did that and why you're doing what's next and so on, you know? And so it's not just about what moves can we do on each other? You know, it's about why. I, I want to make so much immature jokes. <laughs> yeah. What about the moves to each yeah, other? Or, okay. Sitting on people's faces. <laughs> yeah. Moves to yeah. each other. You know, sometimes oh, it can get a little. too immature to be yeah. a wrestler. Sometimes I'll watch it and I'll be like, his junk is so in that dude's face right now. I mean, you can't help it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you have to like, kind of pull your brain out of the gutter yeah, a little bit. So weird. <laughs> Follow along. Um, but anyway, th again, is there anything that we've missed? We're oh, over an hour into this. I don't want to. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we did it. Yeah. Um, no, I, I would really love if, you know, we can get in contact with anybody that might be interested um, in training with big time wrestling. Um, we don't, you know, do crazy type stuff. So that might be something that, you know, maybe some people had an understanding of uh, the old school way of training, which was, which was a little tough, you know? Um, I don't want to liken some of my experiences to the military, but it was very like, you know, you're a worthless piece of shit, <laughs> you know, give me 20. Uh, there was a little bit of an element to, of that um, back in the day. This, uh, things aren't like that anymore. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if, you know, there's a hesitation for anybody, but just know um, that if you are interested in this, you know, it, there's a real positivity to our team when we train, um, we support each other. Uh, you know, we want everybody to succeed. So if this is something that you're interested in learning about, definitely like get in touch and, you know, you can come up and check out a training, meet Kirk, meet the workers, um, get an idea of how we train, what our, what our training looks like and see if, you know, this could be something for you. Yeah. Then you, yeah. It's, it's a, yeah. You never know. Cause you, you don't even have to be extremely athletic or something. You can be one of these supporting characters That's that true. is you also, can also much a part of the match. Very much. I mean, if you want to train to be a referee, or a manager, you can, um, you know, be involved if you want to just help out, you know, maybe you can be a ring crew if you just want to be involved and just be around the business. But, you know, you know, maybe there are physical limitations. Maybe you just are not interested in, you know, the athleticism, but you want to be within the realm. Like yeah. it takes a lot. I tell people this all the time because, you know, when I'm managing, they're like, don't you want to wrestle? Like, you just want to be a manager. Well, it takes all of these different positions to put on a show. Yeah. And so if you're interested in any of that, all of these elements are needed to put on a wrestling show. It's not just wrestlers. Um, you know, we, it, we do need, you know, referees and, and managers and, and all that kind of great and stuff. Jim Ross. And <laughs> Hey, you know, um, but yeah, definitely. If, if you, if this is something you might want to check out, definitely get in touch and uh we can set an appointment and and you know I'll I'll especially here locally I go up to training every Monday um That's insane <laughs> yeah um so you know it, it it'd be great I I love the idea of building a new generation of not only wrestling fans but you know workers potential workers and I again yeah, it's a it's btwrestling.com it's the training thing is right there on the top 
They also have social media. I'm sure you can slide into your DMs. That's how Absolutely. You do it nowadays. Absolutely. Slide into them DMs, people. That's how you do it. That's how you make moves, man. As the kids say. Yeah, hell yeah. They taught me that and I love it. I love it. That's cool. I used to send messages to people, but now I slide no, into their DMs. Right, right, right. It's a whole different yeah. DMs. Uh, but anyway, Grace, thank you for gracing us. I, I, oh, I, it was in my head. It. it was in my head and I was like, she's fucking heard this a million times. You, you had to do it. Yes. Thank you for gracing us with your presence on the podcast. Of course. And uh, that's why you're named that. <laughs> yeah, definitely come out if you're able, um, if you can make it to Rock the Bells December 6th. We're also doing a toy drive. So feel free to bring yeah. um, a new unwrapped toy, uh, you know, for a local kid that, that may otherwise not have something uh, for the holidays. It's, you know, we try to do our best to help out the community where we can. This is one of those, um, those small gestures that we try to do. Um, all the wrestlers also participate, you know, so we, we do have hearts. We may be assholes, but we do have hearts. Um, yeah, come in and, and let me know that you heard us and, uh, I'd, I'd love to meet you and, and I would love to, uh, get your take on, on the product that we present. And, uh, you know, I, I love to hear, um, fans feedback. That's always, yeah, that's always great is to hear the feedback positive or negative, especially with you. I'm sure there's people that dislike <laughs> you. you know, you're yeah. designed to be disliked. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, that's okay. That means I'm doing my job. Just be nice. Yeah. You know, so that's great. So love me or hate me, you know, it's, it's, it's all good. It's great. I, I just, I love being able to get out there and perform for you. So, yeah. Well, we love you here on the show. So. Yay. Um, but yeah, Friday, December 6th, if you want to see Missy Carlisle. Carlisle in action. The lovely, the cunning. Very lovely. Yes, the I talented yeah. Missy the Carlisle. Talented, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can see that Friday, December 6th in, in Newark, East Bay style. At the Newark Pavilion. What yes, yes. Have you been there before? Yeah, Have yeah. That's pretty much like our our home. Oh, for okay. Shows. That's yeah. the main place. It's great. Hey, there's a bar. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, now, <laughs> now all of a sudden I'm way more interested. <laughs> You're like, hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's Friday. Six o'clock. Doors doors open at six. Bell right. time's at 7.30. So right. you got an hour and a half to get sauced up. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but twenty dollars, dude. Twenty dollars on ringside, fifteen dollars general admission, ten dollars if you have a kid, if you're one of those weirdos. <laughs> um, also, bring an unwrapped toy. I I absolutely love that. I just saw a website. The U.S. Postal Service has a website that where kids send letters to Santa, oh. and then they put those letters up. So if you you can read them and send the oh, kids, that's sweet. yeah, they're like you that's can buy cool. it. We'll make sure that the kid gets it. Yeah, and yeah, being uh, somebody that grew up pretty poor, that shit matters, dude. Definitely, <laughs> like it Definitely. doesn't matter what it is, but if you have something to unwrap, it, for sure, dude, that shit, yeah, that brighten a kid's helps. Christmas. Yeah, that really for helps. Sure. And then you get entertained. You get you know several matches. I mean, there's got it. There's. I'd say there's usually team. anywhere from like eight to 10 matches Holy usually per, per show. So it's a good couple hours. It's, um, you oh, know, wait, a great mind. evening of entertainment. The ringside is sold out. I just <gasps> saw that. You, you guys that? waited too long. Yeah, never long. mind. Ringside, you're fucked. <laughs> Only general admission and children allowed. All the seats are great. <laughs> yeah. um, this is not, you know, some great big arena. Um, so you, you're going to see action no matter where you are. It's Newark. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True story. <Yeah. laughs> anyway, Grace, thank you again for coming on. Thank you for sharing your story. This was amazing. Thank you. I had a great and, time. Yeah. The mimosas definitely helped. <laughs> I think that's a. I think that's going to be a, a standard thing. Yeah. I think it's going to be a standard thing now. Like every time we record, mimosas. Yep. I agree. Flowing. I agree. Anyway, all right. Well, thank y'all for listening. We'll catch y'all next week. Thank you, Grace, again. Peace.